This Mishnah is a bit tricky for a couple reasons. The first reason is because it's coming to argue with a Mishnah that was said at the end of the last parak, Mishnah 1.9. So if you've forgotten what was said a whole parak ago, you're going to have a hard time here, but I'll remind you. Here, Rabbi Eliezer is disagreeing with the Shita that was said back in 1.9, that one may not take Chala from a Tahor do on behalf of a Tamei do. Now, why would one want to do that in the first place? So the answer is, it's sort of a, a bit of a benefit for the Kohen without a loss to the homeowner, because let's say a person has two doughs, and let's say each dough is, for argument's sake, say 48 eggs, 48 bases. So we just learned a minute ago in the previous Mishnah that the amount that one is supposed to give from private dough was 124th, which means two betas should come from each of the two doughs. So net-net the cone will be four betas worth of dough. And the homeowner who had a total of 44, 48 plus 48, which is 96, originally gives away four. He's left with 92. Now, he's going to be left with 92 no matter what, but the Kohen who receives four eggs worth of dough, if half of that, if two of them are tummy, the Kohen can't eat them. They just have to be burned in the fire. So... On the flip side, if the homeowner would give all four of the beitzas on behalf of both those from the tahor dough, so then he still, the homeowner, is still left with 92 eggs worth, and he'll eat them all. And the Kohen will get four eggs worth, and he'll also eat them all because they'll be tahor. So everyone's a winner. So it seems like a great thing to do. You're doing everyone a favor. You're not costing yourself anything by simply taking the challah from the tahor dough on behalf of the tummy dough in the, fact that you, in the event that you have two different doughs, one tahor, one tummy. The Mishnah over back in one nine said you shouldn't do that. And the reason why is because there's a separate din, Allah Midorai said that when one takes chala, it has to be minha mukaf, which is hard to translate literally, but it means that the different doughs from which you're taking chala have to be um, in proximity, close to one another. Now, how close is close enough? Well, if they're the kind of doughs that you wouldn't mind if they get commingled or not, so then as long as in the same room, it's considered to be close enough. That's minamukov. But if they're the kind of doughs that you're makbid, that they shouldn't get mixed up together, so then, like for example, there are two different types of dough, one's for brownies and one's for bread. So then the two doughs don't combine, you can't take from one another, unless not just they're in the same room, but they actually are physically touching one to the other. Now, when it comes to tower and tamay dough, you certainly are makbid, they shouldn't... Um, commingle, because if they commingle, you'll have tumma transferring from the tummy to the tahor dough. Um, and that being the case, you'll be careful they shouldn't touch. But they have to touch to be considered minamukhaf, because you're makhbid that they shouldn't touch. And that being the case, it seems like it's a impossibility to effectively take the tie the doughs properly um, without tumma spreading, and therefore there's no way really to do it, and therefore Chazal said don't even try and rather keep them, you know, take your tahor dose chala separate from your tamay dose. So here, Rabbi Elez is going to disagree. He's going to say, listen, if you're a little um, ingenuitive when it comes to halacha, you can figure out a way where you could indeed take the chala from the tahor dose on behalf of the tamay dose. You can give that amount to the kohen, the kohen's a winner, and you can do it min hamukaf as the Torah requires, and you can do it in such a way that tuman doesn't transfer. So, therefore, Belezer says, I've got a clever solution to this problem. This is my solution, and everyone's a winner, and therefore, there's no reason um, not to allow one to take the chala from the tahor do on behalf of the tamay do. In a moment, I'll present you this clever solution. Um, but just the maskan of the Gemara, the rabbi said, the Chazal said, no, we don't, we don't let that. We stick to our guns, that you cannot take 
the challah from Tower on behalf of Tameh, and the reason why we're afraid is because, as you'll see in a moment, Rabbi Eliezer's solution, while totally halachically effective, um, is just, in the eyes of the Chazal, begging for trouble, and accidents will happen, and you will convey Tumah to the Tahor Do, which one is not allowed to be Matama Tevelin, and then it's no good. So therefore, the halach will be, no, don't try this at home, and they do not allow for Rabbi Eliezer's solution. However, here's Rabbi Eliezer's solution, and let me say this outside also. <clears throat> He's going to say, you have your two doughs. Remember, each one, let's say in my example, let's say is 48 eggs. One's tummy, one's tahor. So what are you going to do is you're going to take, um, first of all, the total amount that you need to separate, which will be four eggs worth, and that will be set aside from the tahor dough. And you put that aside. You haven't been koreshim. You haven't called that challah yet, but you have it um, challah waiting to happen. It's, it's just, it's going to be the challah in the future. Now, you take another piece of dough, and according to the Bartanura, you'll take that dough from the Tahor piece. So you'll take a small piece, less than a beta in size, less than one egg's amount in size, and you'll separate that off from the Tahor dough. And that little, we'll call that the little dough, that little dough will serve as a bridge that will connect the Tahor and Tamei dough. So you're going to line them up. You'll have your 48 egg Tamei dough sitting on the right. Then touching it, I'll call it in the middle, is your small piece, your little piece of dough. But according to the Bartanura, it's Tahor less than eggs amount in size. And then, in the line connected to that bridge, you'll have your your um, your big Tahor dough. It was, let's say in my example, before 48. You've pulled off four a moment ago. That will be the challah in the moment. So you've gotten that with 40. You left with a 44. You separate another, I'll call it 0.9, less than the eggs amount. Um, also, that will be the bridge. So you're down to, let's, for argument's sake, call it you know 43.1 eggs worth of dough, the tahor on the left. So you have a little little train. The big tame, the little bridge, and then the, the I'll call it medium-sized tahor dough. And then you're going to take your four beitzim worth of dough that's going to be challah, and you'll put it on top of the bridge. So now er- the bridge is connecting everything to everything. Everything's min hamukha, everything's touching. But tume is not transferring from the tame dough. Now why is it not transferring? Because the bridge in the middle is less than a beta in size. And there's a separate rule, which is that food, which is less than a, a beta in volume, cannot transfer tuma. So you've made a, it, it actually can become tame. That's how we, the maskana, we be, it can become tame, but it can't transfer tuma onwards. And that being the case, you made this little force field, a, little, a, a bridge that can't convey tuma, which allows you now to have all the dough min hamukaf, all in physical contact, one to the other through the bridge, and yet tuma not transferring from the tummy to the tahor. So Rabbi Lezer says, this is perfect. Now we can do min hamukaf, we can take the requisite amount of dough, it can all remain tahor, and the Kohen gets the full four beitzim, and everyone is a winner. Okay? Um, and again, the rabbis say, don't do it, because accidents could happen. Now let's see that mission on the side, then I'll just raise a couple um, nuanced issues at the end here. The Mishnah says, Rabbi Lezer Omer, Rabbi Lezer disagrees with that Mishnah back in, in 1.9. He says, Nitelis min hatahor alatame, one is permitted to take Chala from the Tahor dough on behalf of the Tame dough. Ketad, how do you pull it off? Isa Tahorav Isa Tamea, you have those two doughs. One is Tame, one is Tahor. Again, for argument's sake, let's call them each, for my illustration, 48 betas in size. Noto Kadeh Chala Meisa Shalohurma Chalasa. You take the amount of Chala you need from the batch of dough which hasn't yet been tithed. So in my example here, each of the two doughs each need to have a 24th taken. And each one needs to take two eggs taken. You have two doughs, each of two eggs, for a total of four eggs worth of dough taken from the tahor batch. 
You put that little bridge in the middle of a piece of tahor dough um, that's less than a beitza in size, and that will be the bridge between the two. And then the bartender says you put the the four you separated before on top of the bridge, so you got like like an upside down T shape, if you will. Um, and that will allow you to designate now. You can be koreshem designate the the four beitzas on top of the bridge as the chala. And everything's been a mukaf, everything is, is sufficiently proximate, everything's close to one another, um, and everything's touching, so everything is perfect, no problem. But the chacham osram, the chacham say, no, you can't do that, you shouldn't do that, and you may not do that, because accidents happen, and sooner or later, your somebody somewhere will be matama their chala inadvertently, and that's no good. Okay, so that's the mission, that's the end of the story. Um, <clears throat> just two um, important side points. The first is the question, why are we separating the bridge component from the tahor dough? That's a little strange, because that bridge component is going to become tummy. If it's less than a beitza, it can't transfer tumah, but it can receive tumah. Um, and that being the case, you are at least inviting the problem of intentionally being matama a bit of tevel, which you don't want to do. Um, so that's curious. And that's how the Bartholomew nevertheless sets it up. But the Rambam disagrees, and the Rambam says um, the piece that you take as the bridge should be from the tame dough. It's not perfectly clear why the Bartonor doesn't like that, um, but it may well be because he considers, and the Roshanam that he's following consider, that um, if you detach the tame piece and then reattach it to, to the, reattach it to the tame piece, it would be as if it's just one dough all over again, not two separate doughs. The, the bridge would lose its identity. That's a possibility. In any case, so the Roman disagrees with how I described it, but I explain like the, the Bartonor as I always do. The second um, curiosity, um, to which, to be frank, I don't have an answer, um, and if you do, please shoot me a message, is that it's not perfectly clear to me at all why we have to physically separate those um, four, the future challah, those four ounces, the four bases out, and call that, you know, put it on top of the bridge to make that sort of upside-down T, and then declare that four to be... Um, to be dafka, that for it to be the challah. It's not clear to me why you couldn't just leave, you know, take, after you declare it, take four, you know, identify four bases from the one side of the tahor dough. So I'm, I don't know the answer to that question, um, but that seems to be how the Mephorshim speak it out, and uh, and that is that is the way it's done. Good. The halacha, I should speak out also, is like the chachamim. There is some... Um, Confusion between the, between the Rambam and Parish Mishnayos, but anyways, halacha lemaisa ostensibly it's going to be like the Chachamim that one may not take tuma uh, excuse me challah from Tower on behalf of Tameh.